a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, with a lot of drama going on in our nation's capital, uh, we're really excited to talk about something less dramatic and actually bipartisan. And joining us to do that, Representative Chris Stewart. Uh, Representative, always great to have you on the program, especially to talk about things that really matter and things that are happening that are positive in our nation's capital. You have spent uh, a lot of time in your tenure there in Washington, D.C., uh, really focused on mental health, uh, all of the, the hard work and heavy lifting to get that 988 number uh, to help those who are in dark places and, and need a way out or someone to reach out to. Uh, give us one, just give us an update on, on that as that has rolled out over the summer. Uh, and then we'll get into some of the other things that we're uh, trying to, to work on as well. Well, uh, boy, it's great to be with you, especially to talk about something that is affecting so many people. You know, I, I was reading a, a, a just an, an extensive study. It was sponsored by uh, professors around around the uh, country, and it, there is just this remarkable that there's an undeniable tie. In fact, you can go back to the very date, 2012, when Facebook bought Instagram. And it brought in primarily young teenage girls, but then teenage boys as well. And the acceleration in depression and anxiety and suicide and how incredibly closely tied that is to social media and social media interactions. Um, but, you know, as, as you said, we've been involved with this, the 988 number, you know, trying to remind people who are contemplating suicide or, or dealing with anxiety and depression, there is hope. There's things that we can do. But this new initiative is, is I think, even more disturbing, Boyd, in the sense that there are incredibly popular websites that attract millions of viewers per month whose only purpose is to provide explicit information and directions on how to end one's life. Mm. And I just think that's absurd. It's obscene that we would allow this type of information. In fact, one website alone, you can directly trace 45 suicides back to that one self-harm site. Mm. And, and I'm just, I'm certain big tech needs to be held accountable for its failure to police and to stop users and, and encouraging again, almost not entirely, but a preponderance of them, young people on how to commit suicide. Uh, and that's our next initiative is to bring accountability to these sites and to the tech providers who give them the backbone and the infrastructure to provide this kind of harmful, in fact, deadly information. Yeah, it, it's so disturbing. Uh, you cited a, a New York Times investigation on some of those popular self-harm websites uh, that are attracting literally vi- millions of viewers. 
every month. Uh, you mentioned the, the 45 specific suicides that uh, could be tracked to that uh, particular site. Uh, so tell us about this bipartisan effort. Uh, again, it's both uh, helping to hold big tech accountable for that, but also making sure uh, we're getting the right safeguards in place because the clearly the last thing someone who is contemplating ending their life needs uh, is a path and an instruction manual to do it. Yeah. Imagine someone so vulnerable, uh, someone who's so so uh, sad and and depressed and hopeless uh, that they're not perhaps thinking as they would normally, and their value of life and the value of their own future is just so dark. And then taking that person at that very vulnerable moment and saying, "Hey, come to my webpage and let me tell you how to do it." Um, I mean, it's it's unfathomable to me that someone would, you know, consider that their life's work. I'm gonna I'm gonna manage a web page that tells people again, pr- primarily young people, how to kill themselves. Mm. Uh, but it's more than just the providers or the the authors of this web page. You got to talk about the providers. So right. this bill makes it a felony offense for anyone who uses these online forms to assist another person's attempt to die by suicide. Uh, and it would hold the uh, the tech companies accountable for the content. Uh, right now, they have immunity from that. They're aware that these sites are out there, but they've made no effort so far to police them or to uh, or to in- in- shut them down or to minimize their exposure. And I think big tech, for for one thing, Boyd, they're the first line of defense on this. They're the ones who can make the immediate difference. And right. so far, they have had no. Uh, no compelling legal reason to be forced to do that. We've simply got to change that. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Uh, give us some more of the, the details. Uh, the, the bill is called the Stop Online Suicide Assistance Forums Act. Uh, it's you, Representative uh, Trahan, a Democrat from Massachusetts, Mike Carey, a Republican from Ohio, and Katie Porter, a Democrat from California. So, again, it's nice to see this as a bipartisan, non-political, with all the other stuff going on in Washington. Uh, it's nice to say, okay, let's get centered and rally around something that really can make a difference. Other provisions within the bill that we should be watching for and kind of give us a, a guideline in terms of uh, once uh, the session gets rolling along, uh, what's the, the time frame? What do you expect to see happening in the weeks ahead? Well, and so you had two questions there. Let me answer the first one first, and that is, you know, what what is the bill? And it's really, it holds accountable the tech providers for providing this information and then the authors, those who actually maintain the bills, if they directly encourage and assist someone to take their own life, it would hold them accountable as well. Uh, the, the fact that it is bipartisan, I think, is evident that in our society, people of all stripes, regardless of their uh, political leanings, all of us agree that we want to protect uh, and assist and to provide a helpline to people who are experiencing depression or experiencing suicidal thoughts 
not provide them a way to carry out their desires to end their own life. And, uh, and you know, we're, we're grateful that we do have bipartisan support for that. But again, I, I hope it's not surprising that, you know, Democrats and Republicans are united on that. Now, the way forward on this is, as, as you know, Boyd, once Congress ends, even though we started this initiative in the last Congress, once that Congress ends, then you have to start all over. Right. So we've got to gather uh, the signatures. We've got to get the bipartisan support, once again, the co-sponsors. But we think this is something that we can move pretty quickly and that we can move even in a divided Congress, which we have right now. And I think we'll move it with hundreds and hundreds of votes, Republicans mm-hmm. and Democrats, just like we did the 988 number. Oh, that's wonderful. And that uh, that is something we will definitely keep our eye on. Uh, and again, this is the the important work, and, and we don't celebrate and talk about this kind of work uh, enough. It's so easy to focus on the divides, the divisions, and the politics of it all. Uh, but this is really what governing and what legislating is is actually supposed to look like. And uh, so we appreciate your efforts on that. And we do remind anyone, anyone listening today, uh, if you are in a dark spot, if you are discouraged, depressed, if you are at a point where you're considering ending your life, reach out, 988. It's just that simple, 988. And there's somebody on the other end of that line who can help offer some hope and some help uh, to get you moving forward. And for everyone else listening today, if you know someone in your world and you even just think maybe there's something going on there, maybe they're thinking about ending their life, reach out. We all have a, a, a responsibility to reach out and link arms with one another uh, that's how we move society. That's how we move our neighborhoods, and that's how we move the country forward. Uh, Representative, uh, we're so grateful for your efforts in this area. Nothing is more important. Uh, this should be the highlight on every cable news channel today, uh, because this is something that actually does matter and it does make a difference. We appreciate your efforts, and thanks for ma- uh, making some time for us on a on a very busy day in our nation's capital. Like you said, boy, there's nothing more important. Than this. It's a, thank you so much for giving us the chance to come on and talk about it with you today. We're going to step aside for some bottom-of-the-hour news. We're keeping our eye on what's happening in the House of Representatives. If you're feeling a little discouraged about the state of our nation, stick around. Uh, Senator Ben Sass, who will be retiring from the Senate soon, uh, will give you every reason to continue to hope for and bet on the United States of America. Stay with us. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.